0: Hello and welcome to the Harmony Inspired Health Podcast, where we will be discussing all things health, wellness, Ayurveda, and topics that will enhance your personal development. My name is Harmony and I am your podcast host. I am a clinical Ayurveda and integrative health practitioner and registered nurse who specializes in women's hormonal and gut health. I am also a yoga teacher, Pilates instructor, business owner, and a mama of twin boys. My mission is to bridge the gap between modern medicine and emerging science with natural therapies and the ancient wisdom of Ayurveda and Eastern medicine. I will be speaking with leaders in the industry and starting those conversations that will bring each modality together so we can truly offer a holistic health and wellness platform that educates and inspires you to live a more simple, healthy, and balanced life. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that each episode downloads to your podcast library. Then, listen up and be inspired to create perfect health, healing, and harmony within your mind and body, and live your most inspired life. You, my listener, are much appreciated. From my soul to yours, namaste. I would love to stay connected with you beyond me speaking into your earholes every time you tune into this podcast. Join our tribe and subscribe to the Ayurveda Soul Sisters Tribe Facebook group so we can carry these conversations on in there. You can say hello on Facebook at Harmony Inspired Health or Instagram at Harmony Inspired Ayurveda or hang out on my website and see all the latest events, blogs or book in for an Ayurveda and integrative health consultation or body therapy. And don't forget to grab your free ebook whilst you're there. My website is www.harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au. I am so thrilled to have the beautiful Sammy on my podcast today. I met Sam when I first started diving deeper into Ayurveda and I attended her Ayurveda psychology course, which was absolutely amazing. And she still runs it to this day. So you can check that out. We'll put her website at the end in the show notes. But anyway, from doing her Ayurvedic psychology course, it was a really big turning point for me in the way in which I looked at my own health both mental and physical, but also a turning point for me in the way in which I um, wanted the direction of my career in health to go. So I've been in the health industry for, um, oh, God, now I'm I'm putting myself on the spot. I don't know, 15, 16, 17-plus years, whatever, the health industry. But um, only, yeah, after doing her uh, Ayurvedic psychology course, I just felt so deeply connected to this way of life and everything that Ayurveda holds for us and the ancient wisdom. And it's just a really magical, magical science. So yeah, Um, Sam is also a self-confessed growth and social change advocate with a background in yoga, Ayurveda, fitness and coaching. And she thrives off helping people pursue their potential and transform their lives through the path of self-discovery. Sam went on her own mental health um, journey where she had the calling to find a way to heal so that she could help others do the same. And Sam turned to the ancient wisdom of Ayurveda and has since helped many people heal their mind and body. So welcome to the podcast, Sam. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm so thrilled to have you on and to share your wisdom. You've got so much of it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, we do start with our rapid inspiration questions just to start the podcast so we can get a little insight into yourself. Mm-hmm. So the first one we have is, can you inspire us with what your superpower is? My
1: superpower is, and I always say this to my clients as well, is that I'm not gifted or talented or genius in any way, but my superpower is that I am really consistent in showing up. I am just, I am that slow drip on the rock that then creates the canyon, you know, (laughs) I don't actually have any superpowers, but I am really good at, at just sticking at it. And doing a little bit, a little bit, a little bit,
0: and yeah. yeah so I think that determination is my superpower for sure. And it, it totally shows in all the work you do and all the great great success that you have had. So thank uh, you. Yeah. I would say it's definitely a superpower, especially now. Like we get so distracted all the time, so easily. It's hard to be consistent and show up. So in mm-hmm. in this modern world, to be consistent, I would say is definitely a superpower. <laughs> And what's your favorite quote or mantra at the moment
1: favorite quote or mantra well oh, I could get technical and go yoga mantra or like no my favorite like inspirational quote that keeps me moving forward um gosh it used to be like get up dress up show up but now I kind of grown out of that one now it's sort of just I think you know something that uh, my grandfather's spiritual teacher taught which is simple living higher thinking so yeah,
0: nice you know living high keeping,
1: keeping your life simple which is very much what ayurveda and yoga is all about that sim- simplicity of living so that you can have more he- head headspace emotional space mental space to think higher and beyond our immediate survival needs
0: yeah absolutely beautiful and who or what is inspiring you at the moment? Oh,
1: I think definitely I get inspired by, oh, my God, this is a really tough question because I'm definitely easily inspired, but then at the same time um, don't take it lightly as well. <laughs> so um, I guess definitely my spiritual teachers are my inspiration and the way that they have affected other people's lives who then go on to touch so many other people's hearts. So it's just, you know, yeah, people that are really touched by yoga and shaped by yoga in its truest sense and have that sense of humility and are just tirelessly working in that saintly kind of Mindset to relieve people of their suffering. I, I, that's yeah. So, my spiritual teacher Jagat Guru is probably my main
0: inspiration. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, beautiful. and what does an inspired life look or feel like to you? Ah, Are service, you?
1: live to service. serve, and serve to yes. live, <laughs> which is what your
0: academy is that's called. Live academy. To serve. Yes, is. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah yeah absolutely you didn't even have to think about that one it was like no, that's straight just... off the back. yeah <laughs> and we were just talking before we started like i'm so excited for this but you're bringing out a 300 hour post-grad yoga teacher training which is based on ayurveda and bhakti yoga so like to to serve the bhakti yogis yeah so it that is that would and be amazing that's something that i'm yes feel very
1: unqualified for but at the same time in the work that i've done over the past three years in mentoring health professionals and yoga teachers so many of them were saying that they don't have done their yoga teacher training but didn't feel like they had any spiritual depth or are not connected or haven't really found yeah what they were looking for spiritually and and lineage and understanding um in a greater sense
0: Uh, i can only imagine it'll be like amazing and it'll fill up like that, just like all your other courses. (laughs) So yeah, you'll have to let us know when it when it launches. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, cool. Looking forward
0: to it. Awesome. Well so yeah, um so Sam's come on today to talk to us about Ayurveda psychology, which is just so so amazingly interesting. But for those um Sam who may be listening to the podcast for the first time and are new to Ayurveda, could you please explain briefly what Ayurveda psychology is?
1: Yes. So Ayurvedic psychology relates to the three modes of material nature. There's an overlap actually between Ayurvedic psychology and yoga as well. It's mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita. Um, when, so the modes of material nature that make up this world There's the Doshas, which everybody kind of knows about, um, the five elements, fire, water, earth, air, ether, that then combine to make up the Doshas. Um, And that very much relates to our physical body and influences our mind. Um, But then on a more uh, subtle level, there's the three modes of material nature, which affect the mind. And... Uh, quite simple to work with as well. So there's the mode of ignorance, the mode of passion and the mode of goodness. And just like we can determine which dosha is influencing us the most, we can also look at these three modes to see which mode is influencing us the most. And the wonderful thing about that is that it gives us an opportunity to mechanically shift where our consciousness or our mind is being influenced by, by adding more of any of these three modes to come more under that influence. Yeah. So like, lack like, lack. <laughs> yeah. And okay. like, yeah. So, so, um, yeah, so that, that's in a nutshell, that's how it works is that understanding environmental factors and what we eat and how we behave and the influence of people around us, conversations that we have, what we read, what we consume is all feeding those three modes and, Mm -hmm. Um, so if you find yourself getting overwhelmed by ignorance, darkness, dullness, like, you know, no fucks given kind of thing, you're probably (laughs) overwhelming yourself with, or, or putting yourself in that situation where you're enveloped, enveloped by the mode of ignorance. And then same with passion. If you're really imbibing mode of passion activities and lifestyle, you're going to be increasing that and influenced by that. And then same with the mode of goodness um are we going to go into the qualities more later i don't want to i was
0: going to say just for the three modes um when we do speak more on them later so that's the sattva rajas and tamas so when yes talking about the mode of goodness that sattva rajas is the mode of passion and the mode of ignorance is tamas yes yeah Excellent. Um, I just wanted to go back a little bit more on to your personal journey and your personal story, because I know um, you were drawn obviously to Ayurveda for a reason, and that's to be able to share this um, amazing knowledge and do what you're doing. But um, how, how did it all start? Like why you turned to it? Can you just let us know about your journey and how and why you turned to it? Ayurveda.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, um, and I think like the, the, my journey into Ayurveda, I think is a really key and valuable part of, uh, sharing my story and, and helping people relate to Ayurveda because I was completely like on the opposite scale of healthy and health conscious. I was Working in a strip club, I was doing drugs pretty much every weekend. My I, w- I lived with my brother and his friends, and they had DJ Jack Dex in the living room. My life was just constantly like intoxicated. I was addicted to stimulants. Um, I had an eating disorder. I ended up so unwell that I had I was I was uh, diagnosed with clinical infertility um, after not menstruating for four years. Um, and so I was just the epitome of like mode of ignorance, mode of passion kind of lifestyle, yeah. um, completely detached from the rhythms of nature, um, not eating well, not eating nourishing foods, just running myself into the ground, barely sleeping. Um, and it was all with the people that I was associating with. That's just what you did. That was just socially yeah. normal. Yeah. So it became really, um, accepted and that's just what we do. That's just what you do um and
0: living in that mode of ignorance i guess it's kind of yeah uh,
1: it is hard to get yourself out and this is one of the as i started to learn one of the symptoms about being under the influence of any of these modes is that you crave more of that mode you crave Mm. you crave activities and food and and conversations and company under that same influence so you end up just like you know beat it Yeah. You just put your fist in the tar and then your other hand in to get it out. It's like you end up just deeper and deeper into it or more and more covered by it. Um, so that was me. Um, and having struggled with an eating disorder since I was 14 and, um, self harm and drugs and basically just like a slow suicide pretty much. And then getting told that I was, the doctor said, Oh, you know, okay. So you've got polycystic ovaries. You're, you're, Ovaries are riddled with cysts. Um, you'll never have. You'll probably never have children. And if you do fall pregnant, you must be really careful because miscarriages are really, really high with PCOS. So, okay, thank you. Next, like <laughs> and I go while I was just you got already. your diagnosis, off you go. <laughs> yeah, and and the and so that kind of sent me over the edge um, and questioning life and questioning my existence. And at that time, I'd been um, going to yoga I just started going to yoga and I'd been meditating and this is when I was introduced to bhakti yoga when I was 19 um and thank Krishna for that because (laughs) it was like at that time working in the strip club and doing my thing and just living that really mode of ignorance kind of lifestyle I had a foot in that canoe and I had a foot in the yoga canoe where I was like coming home from the club at five o'clock in the morning, going and jumping in the ocean and, and waiting for yoga to wow. happen, and like what, waiting for the classes. What did you say? So because, <laughs> yeah, because I went there and I was like, whoa, this is it. Like yep. it feels amazing. And then um, my teacher who was um, just, a I think just a year older than me at the time, you beautiful, young, vibrant 20 year old. And she would read scripture at the end and we'd have Kirtan at the end. And I learned to chant on japa mala beads and all of a sudden i was just like okay this this feels like home this is it this is what i'm searching for i just know it there was just an instant like "Yup." but to go from how do you go from point a to point b when you're so entrenched like what does that actually look like how does that actually happen um and so it, it started to uh breed i guess frustration in me because I couldn't get any answers from the medical industry, even though I wanted to change. I wanted to cross over. I wanted to change my life and go from strippy, stripper type lifestyle to, not that I was a stripper, I was a bartender. <laughs> I'm delish, I'm delish. Um, it was still that heavy, heavy.
0: Icky feeling. Icky.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and to how do I go to to live this, like I was already a vegetarian. Um, drug-free. I wanted to be drug-free and saw myself like, yes, I love, I love this. I want to meditate. I want to work in nutrition. I want to be a naturopath. Like all these things started going through my mind. How do I get that? How, does it, how do I make that happen? And um, so I came up with this crazy plan and it just, yeah, it, it involved entrenching myself further into the darkness to somehow get to the light, which yeah. when I look back on it, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Anyway, by a stroke of faith, and luck, um, and mercy, I ended up going through the emergency ward and for harming myself. But then that landed me in a private clinic in, uh, Sydney. And this is all sounding very doom and gloom. But during that time I had been on this quest of like, how do I help myself? How do I get through this? And so I was going to the library at Broad Beach every Saturday morning and just sitting on the floor. This is back before the internet was in homes readily yeah. available and no smartphones or anything. You couldn't just like Dr. Google it. So I was sitting on the, on the health section floor and just flipping through books all the time. And then I finally came across this book on Ayurveda, read a couple of pages about Vata imbalance. And I was like, Oh, MG, that is me. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> like, and then it, And then one of the lines that I'll never forget that, had just gave me so much hope um, was that Ayurveda sees disease as a state of chronic imbalance. Yeah. So therefore I just, as soon as I read it, I was like, Oh, so whatever got me there, I just need to reverse engineer it back yeah. to come back into balance. So in my mind being an, an athlete, af- like an ex athlete as well, it, it was all just like systems and okay, just design yeah. a program that involves a lot of doing things that you don't want to do to get you back to where mm. you need to be. And yeah. so, um, I have, I still have that book from that library 10, 15 years ago.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about Ayurveda though. It really just, it's. It's timeless. Yeah. And it meets you where you're at and then helps yes. you from where you are, where you're at, sorry. And then it's, yes.
1: And it's ever increasing in depth as well, which is incredible. So, yeah. so anyways, Always learning. never Always end, never
0: learning. Well, it's yes. Like, still, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you still. Yeah. Yeah. You still walk around goes. and you're like. yeah 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 so so, so much to learn I don't think I'll ever learn like even enough of what Ayurveda is and the depth of it in this lifetime like I just think 100 it's It's good though it keeps
1: us humble because we can never like fully know (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so anyway yeah so when I went through the rehab um, facility I went in there with an intention I was like right this is my opportunity I need to clean up myself i need to clean mm-hmm. myself up
0: like this has got to stop i need Did to you you like, <laughs> 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 Did you tell him you had a water imbalance you need go by the way <laughs> i've got a water oh imbalance oh my god
1: Well, the funny thing is, and and this is the wonderful gift that that um, 30 Days in Rehab gave me was an insight to how the system works. And because it's a medical industry system and they're dealing with severely tormented minds and suicidal people, obviously they've got to have a lot of red tape and systems, but it was not a place of healing. It was a place of let us impart these things on you, push you through the system, and it was basically like, um recovery was marked on okay you need to gain x amount of kilos from eating hospital food yeah. you know for, for girls that already were like struggling yeah. with the way that food made them feel and then you were just being fed fatty junk food to help fatten yeah. you up and push you out the door mm. so they've done their job so um while i was in there i was you weren't allowed to exercise i wasn't allowed to be vegetarian although i just kicked up a stink and said look this is your belief Uh, this is yeah yeah, this is it like I'm not there's no compromise there and um then uh, yeah so no exercise food was horrible group therapy every day was everyone sitting around talking about their problems and further and 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 what I'd learned from from the Bhagavad Gita and and yoga was like you know the mind can be your best friend or your worst enemy and what you put in it it's like Mm -hmm. what's going to come out and I was like how how is this how is this going to heal? <laughs> like this is yeah. going to help. This is the bandaid. This system here is the band-aid to relieve people of the chronic symptoms. So absolutely necessary and must be mm-hmm. available. We need more of it in fact, but um, there needs to be a follow on plan of healing where mm-hmm. people actually take full responsibility for where they're at and implement yeah. holistic lifestyle changes and mm-hmm. behaviors um, and work in a mind, body, spirit fashion to
0: help them overcome mm-hmm. Where they're at and change well, their consciousness. I think that is one big problem, though, people don't take responsibility for themselves. Yes. So they, right. they're happy yeah, to have like that Band-Aid solution and be like, well, that didn't work either. Well, of course yep. it's not because you've got to go on, you've got to have that responsibility. Do the work. And do the work. Hold You're a under- mirror
1: yeah. to yourself and do the work. And it's yeah. not very sexy to sell, which we all of us in the Ayurveda industry know that it's a hard sell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but when you work with people on it and they really get it, you know that you've given yeah. them something that is going to be
0: transformative over yeah. a long period of time. Exactly. So, and that's what um, I always tell people when they come in like, it, you haven't just had this symptom overnight and it ain't gonna yes. work isn't a one night thing. Like, yes, you know, you've had it for five years leading up to now. This is the point. Like, yeah, you've got to at least give yourself grace of <laughs> a while. I know, yeah, I know.
1: And, and that's so much, um, so much of the work that I do with people now is like helping them unfuck their mind, which is, I guess, feeds into Ayurvedic psychology as well because I realized. Um, so after coming out of rehab and everything, my happy ending is that, you know, I'm a mother of four kids. I've never had any miscarriages. I'm one of the happiest people I know have never looked back, never had meds again since I left hospital. That was about, when was that? It was 20, nearly 21. And I'm nearly 34 now. So 13 years ago, never touched alcohol again, clean and sober for 13 years. Like just. Wow.
0: What a change. What a transformation.
1: Yeah. And there's never. (laughs) It wasn't. It wasn't overnight, exactly. Mm. So that's kind of where I was leading as well. Where um, is we live in such a quick fix, fast pace, um, fast hard sell society now that mm. people's minds have gotten so molly coddled with their expectations of what's possible, and it's mm. kind of impossible. Yeah. Like it's it's not right, and it's it's really messing with people's heads. And so when it comes to healing and and life in general, people have no patience, and they have no sense of self. They have no understanding that they're not their mind, let alone not their body. And so their whole course of life is just like full of anxiety, because they're led by things that they have no control over. So um, and this is where Ayurvedic psychology um, and yoga, obviously, really fascinates me, because as I came out of hospital and was determined, I was really like, okay, this is I need to do something. What helped me shift was getting to that point where I was in hospital and realizing that my suffering was just like a tiny minute thing compared to like the oceans of suffering that exist in this world Mm -hmm. and just being in it and hearing other people's fears and loneliness and, and anxieties and emptiness. And I just thought, Oh my God, like I've tasted yoga. I need to move forwards on this. Like I need to be able to clean myself up so that I can be a conduit for for this, because this is what's going to help people. Um, but I realized (laughs) that, so I did studies like uh, I, as an Ayurvedic nutritionist and personal trainer, yoga teacher, wellness coach. And I realized through my first years practicing and and doing one-on-one consultations that you can write all the perfectly perfect health plans in the world. But Mm -hmm. if people's heads are not on straight they're not gonna do what needs to be done um, and so yeah and yeah. so I realized um, that my the work that I became really fascinated with was implementation and mm-hmm. empowerment how do I get how do I help people realize that like you mentioned before they have to take responsibility yeah. and their mind is essential it's an essential tool in helping them heal their body and and take control of their
0: life so like from the ayurvedic perspective can you talk on the nature of the mind like as opposed to like the western psychology and ayurvedic psychology like the difference with how western psychology sees the mind and how ayurveda sees the mind
1: Yeah, so I think Western psychology, um, there's a lot of theories thrown around. Um, It's still open to subjective interpretation as well. Um, I think that what the merit that Ayurveda holds is that understanding of yogic physiology, that there are sheaths in the body, like there's the gross material body and then there's the subtle body, the energetic body, and the mind... Um, is a separate tool from the body, but intimately connected. But then the structure of the mind is that it is made up of vata, or wind and ether, and it is constant. Like it's constantly absorbing things around it um, and then replaying those things out again. Um, And I think, you know, based on what we know through yoga and Ayurveda – is that you can actually condition the mind. Whereas I think a lot of people are only just starting to realize that, that you can harness the mind as a tool. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of the way that it should be. Um, You know, we think about physical fitness and detoxing the body and what we put in the body and, you know, treat the body like a temple, but we need to sort of do the same with the mind as well, making sure that we understand that anything you put in the mind or you expose yourself to yeah. Is going to be your lens and it w- it's going to contribute to the way that you relate to people around you. It's going to influence the way that you think and feel. Yeah. Um, so we need to, things. yeah, we Actually. need to not take that lightly. And especially like if you look long term at like the time of death, you're going to be stuck. Like once, if you're like leaving your body, the spirit soul leaving the body and your body is shutting down and you're just left with. Whatever's replaying through your mind, like if you close your eyes and then just see what your mind is throwing out at you, how hard is it going to be to do the work that you need to do to not come back into this world and to actually transcend if you've got, like, in the worst case scenarios, like heavy stuff, like heavy content that you might have been exposing yourself to and, um, you know, gross things and, and, and you're harboring, harboring nasty things and you're harboring nasty thoughts and you're, and you're, you're stuck with that. So, you know just just being mindful of the way that the mind works and how it, it is so absorbent yeah. that we need to be way more careful about what we put in mm-hmm. um because it does it does dramatically influence us
0: absolutely the way we experience the world yeah and just on the, like i know we've just touched on the mind but can you speak on the difference between i know we throw around the term especially in the yoga world like um, you're the mind, the subtle mind, but the ego, the self and our intelligence, like the difference between sort of the mind and the ego and the self.
1: Yeah. So, um, I don't want to in any, I'm scared that I'm going to replay this wrong, but it's definitely (laughs) scripted out perfectly in the Bhagavad Gita as it is. Um, but, but basically one thing that we need to understand, um, is that we're not the mind and that we as spirit souls, the self seated within the body and uh, we have a higher intelligence and we can develop that intelligence through uh, conscious practices such as mantra meditation, you know, kirtan, prayer, scripture, um, devotional service, anything that cleanses the mind brings us closer to our pure state as spiritual beings, which is full of bliss and happiness. Um, And one of the symptoms too, is that we start to see ourselves for who we really are. And we identify as who we are as spiritual in essence, not the physical body. And not the labels that we put on ourselves, not what the mind is telling us to do, not our past traumas, our old stuff, our baggage. Um, so, as you progress with yoga, so this is moving a little bit away from Ayurveda and more towards the yogic path, and how the two can actually work so harmoniously together. Um, if you can, if you can start to develop that understanding that I am. I am the self. It's not I have a soul because when we use that language, I have a soul, we're actually further enamoring ourselves into I'm the body and I have a soul. It's mm-hmm. the other way around. I am soul and I have a body yeah. and I have a mind. Yeah. And once you can really understand that and that's that might be a lifetime of developing that understanding, mm-hmm. then we start to realize that the voices going on in our mind is like, okay, I can actually use my intelligence to choose my behaviors, to choose what's going into my mind, what I listen to in my mind, what I can shush away if it's like (laughs) bullshit going on in your head and you're just like, no, that is not truth, that's not real or that's not helpful for my ultimate spiritual journey. Um, Developing that higher intelligence helps us to make decisions that lead us on a path that brings us closer to our true selves. And so false ego, I really love to talk about this because Mm -hmm. I think it's a very fucking hot topic in the self-help industry, but it gets misused a lot Uh and it's way more simple than people are making it out to be. I think the way that it's getting used in the self-help industry is actually more psychology based and Freudian based of ego. And I. Whereas from a yogic perspective, the understanding is that um, if you are self, you are spiritual in essence, part and parcel of the supreme. Any belief outside of that is false identification, Mm -hmm. false ego. Any belief that you are your body, that I am I'm Samantha Doyle, I'm a mother, I'm a I'm a uh, marketer, and that's who I am, that's false ego. Mm-hmm. It, has, it doesn't, I think in the self-help industry, everybody talks about it when you go into anger or fear or like yeah, all negative these like negative, negative emotional states. Yeah. But actual true Vedic understanding of what false ego is, is believing I am this body. Yes. So it's really yeah. not perverted and it's really fucking
0: simple. Yeah. Like and if you, you get caught up in that.
1: Yeah. Yes. If you are, if you, and, and the thing is, is like when you're driven by false ego, it's anything that relates to this body and follows that train of I, me and mine, because mm-hmm. that yeah. selfishness is not our inherent state. Selflessness and being of service is our inherent state. Yeah. So when we get caught up in the body and cruising through life and I mean mine, and it can even be in a, and this is, this is the, um, part that people don't like hearing the non-sexy part of it is like, even when you're going about being a mother and you're doing activities that are, would be considered good karma because you're doing good things in the world. Um, it's still feeding that false ego of I am a mother, I am this body, I am who I am in this lifetime beyond our eternal position and function. So when it comes back to understanding I am spiritual in essence, then we can dovetail our life so that our activities are um, dovetailed with service and dovetailed with serving the supreme. And then that's when we start to break through the false ego and actually be our true selves. So it's crazy how something like such a simple shift can go from, you know, seemingly like you're still doing nice things in the world. It's not all just big, scary, false ego demon type stuff. It's like false ego. I'm just believing that I'm my body and I'm this person that exists right now. Um, But yeah, bringing it back to coming from that place of I am self. And then I'm caring for my kids as eternal sparks of the Supreme also, and trying to raise them with a higher consciousness that's a karmic and that helps bring us closer to closer to the supreme and closer to our true selves and doesn't actually reap karmic load. Whereas if you're doing it for, I'm doing it because this makes me happy versus I'm doing this because it's pleasing to God.
0: That's the difference between false ego and living our true nature. Do you think we have the ability to live without our false ego in this time and space?
1: hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I believe so, because my spiritual master has been a perfect example of that. And um, having seen people go through the system of yoga and, and come out like that and you see the symptoms of it and you see how much they can transform their life in this lifetime without the robes, without the temples, without any external stereotypical stuff, like it's 100% available and possible for all of us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But for those people 100 percent of the time. Like For those people? Not yeah. me. <laughs> Definitely, I got a lot of work
1: to do. Well, I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. But um but yeah, absolutely. Like the thing is is like we all have that opportunity. We all choose how how deep we want to go into our spiritual lives. Yeah. And and like we were talking about, like you can you because we are eternal by nature and you don't know how many lifetimes this person has come before being dipping their toe in the water with their spiritual life and then all of a sudden this is their like 99th lifetime in a human form they're like damn it i'm going back i'm going back to godhead you know whereas for some of us it's like well this is new this is completely new and we're patiently slowly step by step at our own pace you know it's got to be sincere and authentic but yeah you know everybody's got to be able to go with free will on their journey at their own pace, and
0: yeah, sometimes people will be slow. Sometimes people will be faster. So Absolutely. And just going back to the three gunas, so the mode of ignorance and the mode of passion and the mode of goodness we said was yes, Safar, rajas and tamas, mm-hmm. the other way around. But anyway, um, yeah. Can you um, explain? Like we we've, we've talked a bit on how these modes influence in the way in which we think and act, but satva being like the satvic state being the mode of goodness how we can start to live in this more state or if we are in a more tamasic or a state how yes. we can get ourselves to that satvic elevation state. yes elevation. great question yes.
1: yes and this is like it's so funny because you know it could like if you go and read up on it it can go depths and depths like with Ayurveda we know it can go into all kind of depths of complications and not so much complications but enunciations of different levels and different foods and classifications of different things in your in your life that will have those effects and and that these governing energies are literally reigning over all material nature. So um, you can go and read up on it and get super technical, but we can actually go over it in ten minutes and you can Yeah. We can go over it in ten minutes. So you can get the essence of it and be like, oh that's all I need to know. <laughs> yeah, 100. So, yeah, and this is what I love about it. So, um, so, say for example, and and I love to use the example of working with my clients as well with one-on-one wellness coaching. This is this is this is the path that I've used, the process that I've used with my wellness coaching clients, which is why I then brought out my training program, Ayurvedic Transformation mm-hmm. Coaching, because. I was like, wow, you know, I follow the process. These people are following the process, and they're all getting the same kind of result. And I was like, it really works. Like, yeah. <laughs> not that I ever, not that I ever doubted it, but um, nice to have that proof. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So because it worked for me, and then I was like, you know, I've read this in the Bhagavad Gita. It's scripture. It's truth. Like, it yeah. must be. It must be a thing. Mm. And so, um, basically, motive. T- Thomas, mode of ignorance is like, for example, I'll give you an example of like a teenage boy, teenage boy who's finally able to make his own decision. So he's like 18, 19, just wants to sleep all day, play computer games all night, doesn't have a job, pulls a bong first thing in the morning, goes and eats the cold pizza off the stove from the night before. um, Doesn't drink water, just drinks Coca-Cola and coffee. Um, completely out of whack from nature you ask how are you going <sighs> <laughs> what What would you like to do today I don't know leave me alone yeah and then the people that they hang out with are of a similar nature and they all yeah. kind of hang out together and they're like know, uh, you know
0: we all know one <laughs> of so
1: yeah 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 so that's like a classic example of being overwhelmed by the mode of ignorance Thomas and becoming further influenced and overwhelmed the thickening say the fog of influence thickens the more that boy continues to choose the mode of ignorance foods the like the processed foods or decomposing foods toxic foods um the more they're out of alignment with nature with sleeping and eating patterns the more they take company where the relationship is you know kind of toxic or low-grade kind of conversations and gossipy and all that sort of stuff and plotting evil (laughs) etc um so for that person say you were like young man it's time to clean up your act now you're going to start drinking green smoothies and you're going to go to yoga and you're going to Start running, they would just Meditation be having <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd yeah. be like the yeah. green smoothie, they'd put a mouthful or smell it and they'd be like, Oh, oh my god, this is like yes. uh, I can't like it abhor because of their influence, they the the symptom of being under that influence is that you desire tastes more under that influence. Like you desire more mode of ignorance stuff. Yeah. So and then the taste of the mode of goodness would just be like complete opposite polarizing ugh. Yeah. so so because uh, really you would think oh yeah you just like add a whole bunch more mode of goodness in and then they'll just get elevated up to the mode of goodness <laughs> but really what needs to happen is that it's like okay it's a slow transition where you'll take mode of passion and add some mode of passion in mm-hmm. to agitate the mode of ignorance and get the body and the mind kind of up and going a little bit um, and transition out of the mode of ignorance into more you know okay son it's time to get a job maybe you get them in a job and then that helps them get into routine and then they get money in their hand oh and then one, now i've got some a feel for money and a little bit of responsibility and a little bit of power which is a typical mode of passion thing is the sense of power and i can and i will um and then they start vibing off that more and then Um, adding more mode of passion foods such as you know spicy Thai curries that are healthy but still lots of garlic and lots of onion lots of chili and all those mode of passion foods Um, and and then cleaning up the sleep patterns a little bit maybe adding exercise they start to get a feel for oh my body's changing I can pick up chicks like (laughs) cool like and again reinforcing that mode of passion kind of feeling and and then from there um because the thing with the mode of passion is it looks good externally but somebody who's really under the mode of passion will be agitated by desire mm-hmm. insatiable yeah. desire very insatiable golden. need yeah. to do more and their mm-hmm. mind is constantly agitated so it's not a very peaceful place to be yeah. there's no rest for the wicked you know yeah. so then
0: now a lot like, yeah, burn, burn out. out. People that live in that mode, you know.
1: Yes, that's... burn out and potentially um, burn through relationships as well yeah. because they're so eye-focused and mm-hmm. so go-getter-ish that they're sort of out of touch with other people empathetically and yeah. passion is a little bit, you know, not quite developed. And so then the mode of goodness is one next step up where um, – if you think of, say, the yogi or the philosopher, the scientist, people who are um, under the influence of uh, inquiry and and compassion and empathy, and one of the symptoms is clarity. So that fogginess that is overwhelming is getting thinner and thinner and thinner as you move up the modes to the point of the mode of goodness where there is much more clarity, much more um, self-awareness and then that's usually when you bring people into the mode of goodness and they start experiencing that for the first time they can start to question what is the meaning of life what is my purpose and yeah. oh but yeah. i'd love to meditate meditating i can sit and meditate now because my mind is mm. not overwhelmed by agitation um calm you give them a green reactive as well yes much more calm and mindful um so which when you think about health and behaviors Choosing good behaviors comes down to being mindful and being able Mm -hmm. to not be reactive and to be able to choose consciously based on my goal in life. So this is where the mode of goodness holds all of those qualities. So if you think about behavior change and health, it's you're not just saying follow this calorie diet, make sure you eat these micros and macros, make sure you exercise every day. Um, And then leaving people sort of bound up mode motive ignorance, motive passiony type situation where they're still kind of not, mentally emotionally consciously aware whereas if you do the whole hog of just helping them nest in the mode of goodness it can open up their world to healthier relationships healthier behaviors they can seek out their life purpose more easily Mm. um and then when they come to the green smoothie and foods from nature that's what they crave they literally crave from foods from nature and you would know as a yogi the pizza the cold pizza is like ooh, no get it away from me <laughs> you know I because love the that. influence is different
0: yeah no I, I love how you have explained it as a, as a journey like this, this boy's journey the example you've used because it actually shows to what we were saying earlier that it's not an overnight fix it's a it's a journey and so this, yes is, because when we um see clients like um to help them with their lifestyles, through Ayurvedic lifestyle or Ayurvedic psychology, nutrition, health. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's like following that journey because you can't just go from being in that mode to a satvic state overnight. And that's yes. why, yeah, I just think you just explained it so well that it it just goes to show how it's a process. It's a process, and how it unfolds yeah. and like it naturally will unfold. Yes, if, if you yeah if naturally. You really
1: yeah yes and this is the thing this is what i love about it and i think i say it somewhere on my atc landing page but it is about organic transformation so yeah when we look at the western world and 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 i love fitness and i am a pt and i you know like we can all relate that fitness is awesome and the fitness industry has done the world great so many great things because it's made exercise so accessible and people are so much healthier and stuff but yeah their their emotive passion approach is let's manipulate everything let's take control of everything and yeah. so the transformations are forced and even if your mind is not there it's like just get it done and you know and so and, and a lot of people will struggle on a psychological level but externally
0: look very fit
1: yeah. so and read because yes,
0: and got the coping mechanisms or the yes. mental clarity in place. Yes, and they're
1: agitated, and yes. So this is what I love about Ayurvedic psychology is that it it does work on that mind body level, and it does align with our ultimate spiritual purpose. And at the end of the day, even if you're not a yogi and you're not looking to seek enlightenment, that platform of the mode of goodness is still going to be. I mean, it's just, it's a social change agent because we're bringing people into this state where through nature, they're less exploitative. So they're not going to take more than they need. They're not craving and desiring unnecessarily. They're nicer and kinder to each other, more compassionate, usually end up like, like I've seen some of my clients go from um, addiction or alcoholism, heavy meat eaters, pub goers to eating vegetarian and just just the alcohol just falls away because they want to get up and go for a walk in the morning and -hmm. they feel like they're missing out if they don't have that fresh air Mm -hmm. or they want to go and they want to go to um naturally aligning with them it's organically it just happens organically and there's no force we're not like pushing and shoving and trying to force our mind to do something it's just follow the process Mm -hmm. and tune into nature and align with nature and surrender into nature and be patient yeah. and keep showing up for the process.
0: Exactly.
1: And it, it just unfolds. Yeah.
0: Because I know even like, yeah, you know, when clients first come for their initial consult and I'll give them some very simple steps and they'll sort of walk away and be like, Okay, well, was that... Was that what else? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I want more. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But should I eat this? Should I, I said, let's just start. Let's just start with these simple steps because yes. it will all unfold naturally and you will get to that state and it'll be amazing. But if like a lot of uh, people, like we're talking about the fitness industry, give them a whole transformation, everything to do at once. You've got eight weeks to do it in.
1: Like yeah.
0: You, don't, you know, you you do. You do learn a bit and you do get results and you get you know maybe the body you want but it's it's very rarely sustainable very rare yes because you haven't yes. actually and, and
1: people can people can do anything for eight weeks i always say to my girls yes. you could do anything for 12 weeks i always sign people up when i'm working one-on-one with them for wellness coaching i sign them up for six months and they're like really six months and i'm like yeah you can do anything for 12 weeks but i want to be there for you for the next 12 weeks you know when things yeah. come a little bit unstuck and then yeah. we work through stuff, but yeah, that that process, like, how long is a piece of string for healing? But you know, like you said earlier, people have had years of behaviors that are all over the show. You're not going to undo it.
0: Link to the symptoms. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's such a journey, and and yeah, it's one of the the beautiful knock on effects that I love about Ayurveda is when you progress on your healing journey with Ayurveda and you're you're aligning with nature you develop these other qualities like patience and surrender and mm-hmm. tolerance and and being able to to sit with the perceived negatives and positives yeah. and not get caught up in the sparkly shiny object of eight weeks and it's going to be and I'm going to get the results I'm assured and so there's no actual you know I I, I love that like there's no guarantees given in Ayurveda as well. You can, you have to show up and do the work and do your best and maybe, maybe, or maybe not, you know, like maybe you'll get to where you want to be, maybe you won't. But if people can enter into the journey going, actually, I've got no other option. I really need to do this and heal. And I think that was what one of the lucky things for me is that I was so far gone and had tried so many different things that I literally was like, I've got nowhere else to go. This is what I'm doing. And took as long as it needed to take I allowed it to take as long as it needed to take and now that's just been my um Your continuing life. secret weapon for life yeah, like we mentioned right. earlier yeah, yeah is that I'm in it for the long game and not trying to shortcut like save the energy of trying to shortcut or beat yourself up on stuff and just trust the process yeah. because it's ancient
0: time tested so yeah. exactly you know yeah it, so it, yeah Yeah, oh my gosh, thank you, Sam. You've been amazing. You've like, you've just blown our minds. Uh, (laughs) It was so much. We could talk all day. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was really such an interesting, like, we could probably keep going on and on and on about this for ages. I'm sure our listeners are like, are those two ever gonna shut up? (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) We're in our zone. I'm like, (laughs) we're totally in our zone. We're like, yes, yes, more, more. Yeah, yeah, I know. yeah. We've, I know you also have reached our threshold you've Yes, you've got my four kids. Yeah. Yes. You've got your kids at home and you've set them up with some work. So, I won't keep you much longer, but I just I really do appreciate you coming on. Cause I have found this um, conversation just amazing. You know. Thank um, you so much for having me. Yeah, love it. But where can our listeners find you? You've got like we mentioned, you've got the um, postgrad coming out next year, but you have um, an ABA psychology course um, and a lot of things that you are still offering now this year. Yes. Or, but yes. The best,
1: honestly, like the best place to find me um, is on Facebook, Samantha Doyle. Like if you find my private profile and let's have a conversation and I can help direct you with what you need to do. And even if it's just personally talking about your health or if you you just want to relate in any way, or if you have questions about the, co- the courses um, I would be happy to give you guys um, a nice Discount as well because I love oh. harmony so much and I love the work you do. Oh, um, amazing, thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, just find me on Facebook, Samantha Doyle. Find my private profile. Don't go to the business page because okay, you know, that's not as personal. But I just yeah. I you guys have heard my journey and I'm I'm really like this is my life now. I just yeah. I never underestimate the power of a single conversation as well and um, yeah. Just I'm I'm not I did a I did a personality test and I'm like
0: 90% extrovert so
1: hit me up I want to yeah. chat let's <laughs> <the I'll>, <laughs> um,
0: see if I can put your link in the show notes yeah cool let me it's not, send this, you me. not is it private on private or no 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 I, no you can phone request
1: and message
0: that, yeah I'll put that link in the definitely in our show notes and cool. they can all of our listeners can find you and yeah jump into your courses and learn so much more from you. So, yeah, awesome! Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, have, you for having me on. You have the best time. <laughs> for the rest of the day. Bye. Bye. Are you curious about Ayurveda, or have you been called to learn more about Ayurveda? If so. I would love to offer you these teachings in my Intro to Ayurveda Lifestyle Medicine for the Mind, Body, Soul online course. Ayurveda translates to the science of life and longevity. Its teachings hold ancient wisdom and secrets of how to live a long, healthy and vibrant life. Ayurveda has been around for 5,000 plus years. It's been tried and tested for centuries yet has only become more popularized in the modern Western world in recent times as the true healing benefits of Ayurveda are being discovered by many in the West. Its relevance and power is needed now more than ever. Applying Ayurvedic principles and practices to your mind, body, soul can help you heal your gut and gut-related symptoms such as bloating, gas, indigestion, constipation or loose stools. It can help assist with hormonal balance and total body balance. It helps mitigate stress and anxiety, clear skin, helps to achieve a healthy body weight and maintain it helps you feel deeply connected to your mind-body-soul, increase and sustain energy, increase peace of mind, and support and boost your metabolism. This course will give you an introduction into the art of Ayurvedic lifestyle medicine so that you can apply Ayurveda to your life and become your own healer and health guru. You will discover and understand yourself on a deeper level In this course, you will learn the history of Ayurveda, Ayurvedic Dinacharya, Ayurvedic nutrition, Ayurvedic psychology. You'll also discover your own unique constitution, your dosha. You will be given practical tips on how to apply the art of Ayurveda to your modern day lifestyle and how to simplify health to get the most out of your life. So if you would like to sign up, To this seven-module course, please head over to my website, www.harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au. Namaste. Hey, guys. Just wanted to ask, have you ever been on a fad diet? So any diet other than the basic way of eating. There's heaps of them out there and heaps of different conflicting information from the keto, the high carb, the low carb, the high fat, the low fat, the Atkins. There's just so many out there that it all becomes way too confusing but through fad dieting you can essentially affect your gut biome and your digestive system can become a lot weaker i know this has personally happened to me And I have slowly started to repair the damage through Ayurveda principles and getting back to basics to heal my body, to heal my gut and to replenish the gut biome. So through years of fad diets, processed foods and changes in the gut biome, disease within the body such as leaky guts may create uh, food intolerances when we get back to basics we first need to eliminate these foods or maybe a build-up of metal toxicity from our bodies and discover our nutritional need once we eliminate these foods and we've allowed the gut to start to heal naturally we need to introduce these foods back into our diet because they are not a true allergy they were just an intolerance whilst our digestive system was down we don't want to be cutting out any types of food groups from our diets I mean other than candy soft drink and all of those obvious processed things but we do really want to work hard on getting our gut to an optimal level so that we can prevent any disease within our body so ayurveda acknowledges that most disease within the body starts within the digestive tract and can somewhat be resolved through diet herbs and lifestyle In my Ayurveda and integrative health consultations, we look at food being medicine. We will look at your individual constitution and makeup, possible food intolerances, and we find these out through lab testing. Also, the metal toxicity buildup within your body, this is also found through lab testing and nutritional requirements to heal the body. So first we must get to the root cause of the disease within the body, not just treating the symptoms. If you are feeling lethargic, bloated, brain fog or having any really uncomfortable symptoms that you need to get to the root cause of, I would love to see you in my clinic. You can book an Ayurveda and integrative health consultation with me directly through my website, which is harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au or you can go through harmonyinspiredyoga.com. And if you mention this podcast, I will give you a 15% off your first consultation with me. I look forward to helping you heal and thrive in life so you can live your most inspired life. Namaste.